Hi everyone, welcome to Mobile Minutes, episode number three. We are uh, April 22nd, uh, 2016, and I am with Eric Suffert. Hi, Eric. Hey, Oriel, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about we talk today about apps to search? That sounds good. It's also very, uh, very relevant. It's a topic that has come up a few times lately in the news, and I think that's something that worries a lot uh, developers. Uh, marketers. Uh, so let, let's just dive into it. Um, can we agree that the the App Store search and in a certain way the Play search, the Google Play search, are, are not that great, right? They, they could be a lot better than what we know because we've been used to so such a good search experience with Google for years over the web. So something is broken in App Store search. I mean, in your in your view, in your experience, uh, you know, c- could you describe for you what, what's missing and what's not working so well? My my take on this has always been that you know discovery is fundamentally not broken because it functions exactly as it was designed to function, right? So from the platform owner's perspective, discovery works as it should. From the developer's perspective, I mean, I think people tend to want the the platform search to to behave like sort of like desktop web Google search does. Um, And I think when you try to fit that kind of paradigm onto mobile, you do, you do sort of, you you sort of are at odds with the differences, right? I mean, you do, you do see the differences and you, you do kind of think that the mobile version is, is, you know, worse. It's, it doesn't function as well. Um, but I also think that's just a part, like a fundamental part of that hardware form factor and, and the mobile platform. Sure. N- nonetheless, I mean, we, we are all users of, uh, of app stores, right? We all search apps from time to time. And, and we all struggle with finding conveniently what we really want. We've all had this experience where we had to download over and over again many, many apps until we find the one that we really want. And, and, and before even downloading uh, just finding the one that corresponds to the type of app that you really want is not something that really happens very conveniently. And, and one of the reasons is because uh, not a lot of effort has been invested into designing a great app search experience so far, especially on iOS. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Um, I, I, mean, there, there's, I mean, that's kind of like indisputable, right? I mean, I don't think no one would argue with that. I guess my point has always been that experience on iOS is architected as it is for a reason, um, and, and Apple Apple wants to keep it like that, right? And I think the best proof of that is the fact that Apple has banned, you know, the App Store within the App Store app, right? The apps that act as app stores. And that, that would be one way of solving it, right? Unbanning that, allowing people to build apps that sort of assist in discovery. But I mean, Apple has said, no, we won't allow that. Sure. So let's be clear. I mean, Apple has improved things over years. Google has definitely improved things over years. It's just that it feels that it's not enough. I mean, let's just go through things that Apple has improved over years, right? I mean, at the very beginning, you had no autocomplete. So you had to really search what you were looking for, and they added autocomplete. At the beginning, you had no tree of uh, how to find things that are related to what you search. So for example, you want a photo editor and then suddenly it's going to suggest filters, right? So this was added. At the beginning, um, there was no um, a search per category, right? You had just a global search and now you can search within a category. So all these things have been added. But still, I mean, I was just checking this morning. I was just running a search on the App Store, just a basic calculator, 
Um, and I was finding calculators, but I noticed two things. Not the best results come first. That's number one. And number two, a lot of things that appear in the first results were really weird. I started to see photo lockers, which include a calculator in the first results. So to my mind, what's really broken about search today in iOS and in certain way in, in, in the Play Store is the accuracy and the relevancy of what you find when you search something. And, and in that, Apple has, is lacking uh, dramatically in my mind. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, 100%. And I think, you know, a big part of that is, is like I was saying before, I mean, there's, there are just fundamental differences uh, between web and, you know, desktop web and app store, right? And so I think one of those differences is textual context. So when you're searching for something on desktop web or even on mobile web, I mean, you get all the text on a website to help the search engine figure out if this is relevant to you or not. But on the app store and in any app store, all you get are the keywords that, uh, you know, that the platform uh, has allowed you to type in, plus, plus some other stuff, right? Like on Google, they'll allow, you know, the, the package, uh, like any words in the package ID and potentially things in the review. But you, you do have a lot less text to work with, right? And if you're searching via text, that creates accuracy problems. So that's a good segue because I think indeed app search uh, cannot be built the same way web search is built, which is basically indexing uh, content type. And app search is software indexing. So you want to look at different things. And there are so many things that Apple and, and in a way Google has not done to uh, help you find quickly what you really want. So let's just separate first two categories of search types, right? There are things that you can search when you know what you want, right? You, you, you know that you want an app which name you already know. So for example, you want to search for Evernote or you want to search for Facebook or you want to search for Twitter. The probability that you're not going to find that is very, very low. I mean, today, the indexing of those type of search is, is pretty good, right? For hits, the, app, the apps are well indexed, except maybe the case of recent apps. But this is being taken care of. I think we can agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the second case is the case of um, generic search terms, right? And which, in my experience, when we built a discovery search, was the most popular type of queries. Right? The things like free games, free games, um, things like that, right? Things that are not specific to a name or, or, or not specific to a type of app. And in, in that category, the bulk of the results is incredibly random in terms of quality and relevancy. So we'll talk about that bucket after. And then you have the, the third category, which is, you know, you know exactly what you want in terms of need, right? You usually try to find something that are, is something that you need. And you're going to type a kind of long tail query, a photo editor app with filters or things like that, right? And, and, and this category is a third category. And in my experience, the, the first, the second and the third category are definitely not well addressed by Apple and by, uh, and by Google. I, I don't know if you've seen that from a user point of view, also as a developer. I, I would agree with you, but I think that they haven't been addressed for, for reasons that are specific to, to Apple and Google each. Um, but I, you know, I can, I can give you an example, and, and actually I, I presented at GDC this year, and this is kind of one of the things I talked about, um, was, you know, we, so I, I work, uh, for the benefit of the audience, I work at Rovio, we make Angry Birds uh, games, and when we released Angry Birds 2, we were kind of worried that, you know, 
the older Angry Birds games would appear higher in search results just because they're older, they have more reviews, all that stuff. And so we were worried that, okay, anybody searching for Angry Birds 2 wouldn't see Angry Birds 2 at the top of the results. Maybe even it'd be on like, you know, number 10 or something below the fold. And we wouldn't get those installs uh, that, you know, that, that people would have otherwise given us. Um, and so we did an experiment, right? And so in, in Belgium, we took out every single Angry Birds game uh, from, from the App Store, except for uh, one game called uh, Angry Birds Pop and another game called Angry Birds Friends, right? And what we saw was that um, there was no difference in downloads for those two games, right? We thought that they were going to like surge in downloads because everybody searching for Angry Birds would only see those two games and they would install them. But what we found was that all it did, all removing those games from the App Store did was just uh, lose those other downloads for us. And so the conclusion we came to is that actually when people are searching for games at least, they kind of – they know what they want to install. Um, they, they want to install whatever it is that they're typing into the, to the search query. And so I don't know. With, with gaming, I think it's different. But I think with gaming, um, you are not just getting these kind of like random queries – uh, for things that aren't like very, very specific to what the user intends to install. So I think gaming is def definitely very intent driven in terms of search. I agree. I agree. Uh, that being said, you pointed to one thing that is really broken in app search and that's a huge difference with web search is that uh, Google and, and Apple actually don't give you insights or data or, uh, or, or, or a method to understand how search works for your app. Right, so it's really a black box. You really don't know if a certain type of query is going to lead to a certain type of download. You don't know how many downloads actually come from a search. This is some information that Apple or, or Google don't give you at all. And I, I, I don't know if this is by design or because they haven't got to it, but this is definitely an information that is missing. And probably, I mean, my sense is that search is overrated in terms of how many downloads it generate. I think one of the reasons why people think search is important is because people don't have the data about how many people perform search and lead to download. And of course, that applies differently to different type, whether you are a hit or a game or a different type of app. But there is this kind of mystery around how important is really search to drive download versus getting featured versus paid apps versus passive browsing versus related discoveries versus etc etc etc. And and I think this is an area where Google and Apple has been really 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 uh, poor our investing efforts or helping developers understand. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, they're, they're, that's absolutely correct. I mean, I've I've written probably fifty thousand words on this topic. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to dive into it now because uh, I just have so much to say about it. But I I do think you know I think if you would get a hundred developers in a room, right, and you would say, okay, if you could you know snap your fingers or you know rub a, a magic lantern and have a genie pop out and make one wish about how your you know the environment in which you do business could be changed. That would be what ninety-eight percent of, or what ninety-eight of the developers would say would be: give me more transparency around not, not even just search, but everything with these two platforms, right? Like, if you just knew where the installs were flowing through from, right, when they hit that install page, you'd be able to optimize your business so much, uh, you know, sort of more effectively than just the way it's blindly done now. And I think there's just so much money wasted on this stuff that really could be fixed by just letting people have the information flow through with parameters in the URL.
That, that's true. So, so Apple and Google have started to do that. I mean, today you can create links um, that are uh, placed anywhere on the web and you can understand, you know, through attribution mechanism, if an install has been generated. And in a way, iTunes Connect and, and Google Analytics can give you some insight on that. But there is no way to understand how the funnel of the browsing funnel in the App Store and the Play Store are actually performing and working. And search definitely is not part of that. And that may be one of the reasons where there's been a, a, a you know bloom of businesses, people call that App Store optimization or ASO companies that are trying to sell or upsell the uh, you know kind of magical tools to improve the way search drive downloads when actually no one really knows how this works in in an accurate manner. You're correct in that you know the attribution providers allow you to to track your campaigns, but I mean imagine if you could just put a parameter in the URL. Like how much do people spend on on attribution? That just seems like a totally unnecessary friction that exists. Um, that could be eliminated really quickly, right? But I, I mean, I think I agree. I think if if Apple uh, made like you know search metrics available to developers, I think that a large part of the ASO industry would sort of evaporate. I think it would uh, you know nearly instantaneously, or it would evolve to something else. Now, now let's come back to the relevancy of results, right? I mean, I mean, I'm always shocked when I see the type of results that you get on on the on the App Store and Sometimes in the Play Store, actually, to be to be frank, Google seems to be better, and for for a reason, in terms of of search, I, mean, I think the indexing a lot more, the indexing app content now, um, the, the browsing experience of the search results of the filtering they give is also better. But but I'm always shocked by the quality of the other results and how poor apps appear in the top results. I mean, I mean, two of you things for me that Apple could do, you know, very very quickly is number one don't show apps that you already own in the results. You know, why would you show an app that you already have, right? That's number one. And number two is getting rigged of the crap, all right? Or putting it in a very, very secondary position. I mean, there are so many bad apps in the App Store, so many clones, so many scams, so many things that are just trying to hijack a keyword and things like that. So I, I don't know if Apple has done that, but they should build some kind of ranking system, a quality rank system for app and use that in the search results. And and it feels to me that this is not happening uh, at all, except for hit apps, right? So if I search Angry Birds 2, then I will find it very quickly. But for the rest, it's really kind of very blurry. Yeah, and then, I mean, you'd, if you search for Angry Birds 2, you'd get Angry Birds 2, but then you'd also get a bunch of crap that wasn't Angry Birds, you know, that wasn't made by Rovio. I mean, I, I remember when we were, we were doing that test, I, 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 was, I did the Angry Birds search, and it was like the first four results were Angry Birds games, and then the fifth one was like Flappy Bird, Puzzle, Match, you know, Crush, Saga, you know, some long, just to, this, this title that was just stuffed with keywords. That was like above actual Angry Birds games, right? Like that just seems like such an easy thing to fix, especially on a, you know, it, it seems like something that should have been fixed a long time ago, to be, to be honest, on a platform that's this mature. I, I agree. I mean, maybe something that they could learn from is what Facebook has done uh, with uh, um, a verified profile. Actually, Google started with that with search results too, is try to kind of highlight 
the uh, most relevant results. Like if you search for Angry Birds 2, this is the official Angry Birds 2 app. You don't have to try to guess it. You've got you you have got a sort of certification by the platform of what the best result is for that query, um, and, and obviously put into a very secondary place, like under more or more results or something. All the the results that don't seem relevant or related, but not directly relevant. And and I don't know why this is not happening. It just it, I, I, the, each time I see that, uh, I don't understand this waste of, of real estate and, 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 and lack of effort. Yeah, and I think, as you said, I think Google is, is probably further along on this. I mean, so, I mean, no one knows how the algorithm works, right? But, like, every time I get together with, with other UA people, I mean, we kind of talk about it. And what's kind of, like, generally understood or generally believed to be the case is that Google uses more sort of behavioral parameters um, or let's call them behavioral metrics when they when they rank like search results. Um, so they'll look at like install rate and they'll look at like the sort of like download velocity um, in the last few days. And then they'll look at like, uh, you know, day one retention maybe even. So, I mean, these, these, these qualitative measures kind of do help you put the good stuff at the top. Um, but I, I don't know what Apple's doing on, on that front. I mean, I kind of, it's really hard for me to believe, like especially when we did this test that, you know, you'd get something that was made by like one person in their garage above actual Angry Birds games when you search for Angry Birds. That's right. That's right. Well, there is one thing that apparently is getting rumored this week that Apple seems to do is um, trying to improve search by introducing uh, paid ads in the search results for 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 apps right so so we don't know exactly what this means maybe this is you know you can buy a, a keyword or maybe you just can buy a placement there but the idea is to say all right okay since you're not happy with search we're going to allow you to uh, to buy placements so your apps appear better in the search results um, and, and this has generated a lot of, uh, of, of polemics this week. I mean, a lot of bloggers have talked about it. Uh, a lot of VCs have talked about it. And uh, my, my initial reaction to that was this does not make sense at all. Because number one, Apple has made a clear uh, case that they don't want to be part of the ad business. Um, and they, they shut down iAd. But mostly because App Search is so bad that why would they build a paid product when the, the, the free product, if you want, is not solved? I don't know what you think about that, but, uh, but for me, this does not make any sense if, if Apple does that. I was one of those bloggers, and I, I agree with you 100%. I don't, think, I don't think they'll do it. I mean, I, this is just a rumor, and we've heard this before. Um, I don't think they'll do it, and for the reasons that you stated, and also because, uh, you know, if, look, if they want to... So search is basically the only way that a, a, a small developer without a big marketing budget can be discovered. Why would they want to take that away from them, right? If you open up search to being paid for, then you just give the big developers with big budgets one more way to sort of monopolize discovery. Correct. So the rich becomes uh, become richer in a way, right? So and, and then the indie developers, uh, which are mostly worried about kind of this, uh, you know, this real estate discovery area, right? Uh, you know, searches when what remains to them, they don't get featured often, or they don't have the the firepower to buy ads like others. You know, so so if you take as that away from us, what what's left for us? So so that would be a, a, a bad news. I mean, uh, again, we don't know exactly what this means. What we do know is that uh, Google about a year ago. Uh, introduced paid results uh, in Play Store search. And uh, quite frankly, I don't know if you had some experience, but 
usually when something works or doesn't don't work uh, doesn't work you you hear about it from developers and on that I haven't heard a word from developers it's like completely neutral and for me the interpretation is that this doesn't have an impact right so the best search company in the world has introduced a pet search option in in their app store and this doesn't seem to have a significant impact I don't know if you had the similar echo or similar experience with with Google. No, I, I haven't. I haven't actually ever used that product. I mean, I could. I, I would say that, and you have to think of a delicate way to put this. But I think that most UA people are not spending the majority of their budgets and their sort of like strategic thinking time focused on Android installs, and so that could be a reason for that. That could be. Uh, or, or you know, the other reason which I understood yesterday. So yesterday I was in a conference and I met one of the guys working at Google on, on the Play Store and, and on their on their ad network. Is that the way it works, or the way I understand it works, is when you buy an ad on on Google, they actually don't give you the details of where those ads are going to be displayed. Right? They go, are they going to be displayed in YouTube or uh, in AdWords, etc.? They just give you the, the 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 bulk result of how many clicks and installs you had uh, for for one given campaign. And, and, you know, precise set of targeting. And some may come from play search uh, results, but you will not know the accuracy or, or, or the structure of how, how uh, you know, how many exact downloads come from that. So so Google doesn't help under people understand how it works. But, but I asked specifically about play search ads. And the answer that I got yesterday was very, very blurry. And one's not very convincing that it was a great uh, ad product. And that just you know, help me getting convinced that if Apple does that, it's going to be really a bad idea. I mean, not just because, you know, they shouldn't do it, it's just because it doesn't seem to work. Yeah, and that also sort of reinforces the idea that people aren't just sort of like blindly searching for stuff, right? I mean, if, if, if that ad product would work, it would kind of indicate that, yeah, there is a huge volume of, of like sort of like directed or, or I mean, sorry, undirected search. And that's like sort of a prime opportunity to sort of grab people with your app. Exactly. So, so let's go back to 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 um, how App Store search could be made a lot better, right? You know, ideas or thoughts that you may have about how things could be dramatically be improved. Whether this is in terms of algorithm or experience, or or, or browsing experience. Do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, did you think about it? I mean, I know you wrote a lot about the topic. Well, I mean, again, if 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 you go to, so I mean, I think that. To me, the, the the real limitations for mobile, for, for the sort of like mobile ecosystem and the, the mobile form factor and the, the, the platform environment that, you know, all apps exist on within mobile, the, the two sort of like fundamental limitations are, A, there's no context in apps because there's no text, right? So a text-based search doesn't have any context to sort of like extract extract from and optimize for, like, like unlike on the web when you're searching for text. Um, and the second thing is that there is no sort of like page rank equivalent on mobile, right? So there's no like linking to other objects to sort of uh, indicate quality, right? Like on the web, you link to other sites and that is like an indicator of quality. But on in an app, I mean, you can sort of direct link to other apps, but you wouldn't do that for just any random app. You'd only do it for your own apps because you're trying to kind of build a big wall around your user base. And so I think those two limitations kind of change the way you should approach any kind of discovery tool on mobile, right? So I think there, you know, what I've seen for people that are trying to build discovery apps um, but not put them on mobile is really just 
showcasing apps that are similar to the ones that people have installed, right? Um, or complementary. And so there, we've we've I've I've had a lot of experience, or, sorry, uh, success at Robio um, with doing cross promotion from apps into other apps that are very similar, right? So then we've seen that actually people are willing and and sort of like have the time available to play two apps kind of simultaneously. And that to me is really like the sort of like most mobile centric, mobile first form of search is just sort of limiting this universe of options and making sure that they're relevant given what the person is playing. But that relevancy has to be kind of qualitatively evaluated in terms of the gameplay or whatever the content is in the app. Right. So, so th that assumed on your side a lot of, you know, thoughts and, and you know, manual process, right? So is it something that you think can be can be scaled or, or you know, uh, for, for the whole app store? Or is something that's going to be difficult, limited to only a few developers? I think it... It can, it can be automated. It can be sort of like algorithmically uh, determined. Um, but I think it takes some thought into how the structure works. And it's not this kind of text-based search. Um, so I think what you're seeing now is like the rise of these cross-promotion networks. I mean, Rovio does it. There are a lot of studios that do it. And this is, you know, I'm, I'm speaking games now. I'm not speaking general apps. Um, but like there, you do see, um, you know, if someone's kind of seeded this network, of apps that are cross-promoted from, you are seeing like really actually high percentage of, of crossover. Whereas like two years ago, if you went up to people and said, hey, I'm thinking about doing cross-promotion with my apps in my portfolio, what do you think? They'd be like, oh, you know, at most you're going to get 1% or 2% crossover. Now, I mean, I've, I've seen two apps in Robio's network where there's 25% crossover. Interesting. I mean, I, I thought about about it a little bit, and uh, I mean, I've, we worked on it when you know when we were doing app discovery at AppsFire, and we we came to the conclusion that indeed it cannot be built the same way web search is being built. There is no content read index, and or there is, but very little. And I don't think people search based on content. They search based on what they need, right? They want something that does something that solve a need. So I, you know, I think a first step, and Apple started to do it, but but not enough is like really well mapping all the type of needs that you may have and I'm not talking about hits like Angry Birds or Evernote really talking about the type of needs for long tail uh, for long tail apps so, so you know probably the majority of apps that solve something so you know for example you know an accounting app for a small business or Um, a decoration uh, inspirational app or something like that, right? So the, all these type of needs that needs to be mapped. The, the second thing I think could be done in terms of rank, I mean, although it's not a page rank, but quality rank, it's first getting rid of all the crap, right? You know, scoring very, very, very bad apps. So those that have a very consistent poor rating or very poor reviews or very poor execution because, you know, let's remember every app is reviewed by, by a team. So they have the ability to do that. Um, so, you know, can make a difference between something that is of low quality and of high quality. Second, you can also rank the consistency of a developer over time, right? Rovio has been consistently quality apps, right? And developer XXXX from uh, Namibia may not have done that. So, so the, 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 the reputation of a developer over time, I think, may be of importance when displaying search results. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, uh, if those could be weighed in the, in, the, in the algorithm of the App Store search, that would be... Uh, that would make a, a huge difference already. I, I don't. I definitely don't think this is the case already. No, and it's not. And I mean, I, I, I 
I am starting to see, I mean, I think you, you discussed this at the very beginning, right? I mean, like, where I do see this becoming a problem is that, you know, when you get to this point where the App Store is so saturated, and I think this is probably probably why these rumors about the App Store search ads in, in, in iOS are, are starting to surface now. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Apple's really considering that. But I do think there has probably, there have probably been some conversations internally at Apple that have been like, hey, look, we had a strategy around the App Store, but the App Store has changed beyond what the sort of strategy anticipated. There are too many apps, there's too much noise, and we're actually giving people a bad experience when they try to search for something. We need to figure out a way to fix this. Um, and I think the things that you discussed uh, would be totally appropriate, but I do think that you know, sort of like search-centric um, discovery mechanism isn't the answer. Oh, I agree. I mean, in my mind, search is only a fraction of how, you know, discovery could or should happen, right? And, and I think, again, developers overrate how much, how important is search compared to other, other mechanisms. And, you know, Apple has tried, actually, to push other ways to discover apps. In Safari, if you search something, they auto-populate a result. In Spotlight, too, you have the ability to discover apps. Um, you know, uh, Google does that, too, in, in cards of kind of places in search results now. When you search on the web, they display all sorts of, uh, you know, apps related to your search. So there are other ways and then just the App Store search to, to be discovered and not mentioning all the other mechanisms, right? The way the App Store is featured, the way the App Store could be personalized to your actual need uh, or to your actual profile, which is absolutely not the case today. Uh, so search, or App Store search, better said, is really, I think, overrated in terms of how important it is. Uh, but 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 we can agree that it's not it's far from being uh, from being good enough. Uh, one last thought: Do you think artificial intelligence? I had this thought this week about about bots, you know, and what Facebook has announced. But do you think artificial intelligence and and bots could uh, improve the way people discover apps? Right. Try to imagine a, a kind of Alexa type agent where you speak to someone, say you want something, and they give you a result. Do you think something like that could be built? Yeah, sure. I think so. I, th I think there's sort of like in you know infinite number of possibilities with with kind of bots. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not in no by no means an expert in this area, um, but I think like that that has been the kind of direction that I've seen a lot of what I think you know potentially successful discovery products have taken is is that kind of like, hey, I like this and this. Tell me what else I'd like. That kind of format of of uh, discovering apps. Yeah, that I think, I mean, I know that as a user, I would love to have like a very convenient, like, uh, you know, ask Siri for, for an app, you know, Siri is there, right? It's built there and Google now is built there and just ask a question, you know, just, hey, Siri, give me an apps for editing my pictures or editing my videos. And hey, there you go. You got the five best results and you can pick from not 20 results, not 30 results. And Siri has made the choice, understood your query, understood your need and, and delivers it right there, right? And may possibly even install it. Um, and, and that's something that would be a step further in terms of discovery when you kind of in the attitude you want to download something or you have a need that that you want to solve and and that's something that i think apple or google should build and, and could build and 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 i'm sure it will come down the road but, but but i think we're far from it yeah and you're right and what's what what is sort of superior about that solution to um to to a lot of other solutions i've seen is that it's mobile first right i think you try to do any sort of discovery stuff on desktop web or even even on mobile web it just doesn't work as well it's got to be sort of like mobile first mobile centric 
Yeah, and that would work actually extremely well for non-mobile devices. I mean, I don't know if you have the, an Apple TV or or a smartwatch, but but on Apple TV, the the search experience is even worse uh, than on um, on than, that on the desktop on the, on the mobile uh, and on the watch. Then let's let's just clearly say that it's it's not it's just impossible. You have to go to your phone and then find a, an app and then download it, etc. But speaking to a device and and you know getting an intelligent answer is something that would be pretty compelling as an experience. Uh, I hope someday someone builds that. Uh, and, and, and I think the platform should build it. It cannot be a third party. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think they would let them. I mean, I guess that's part of the issue, right? Yeah, or, or if they do, maybe they, they require them. I mean, uh, you know, Apple has acquired two companies in, in App Discovery already. So, but, but, but again, they would not let them, at, you know, in, in the first place, for sure. What's certain is that Apple has the resources to build something like that. Google has the resources to build something like that. Uh, Amazon has the resources to build something like that. And they're building it already with Alexa in a way. Um, so, so, so I'm, I'm sure we'll get there at some point. And I think it's a matter of years, um, not decades and definitely not uh, weeks <laughs> or months. It's not going to be this year. We're not going to hear about it at WWDC, but, but that's something that would love to see. I would love to see as a user. Um, and I would love to, uh, to, to be able to, to use something that's that simple and, and that relevant. Yeah, definitely. Great. Uh, on those great words, um, I think we can call it a day. Um, if you're listening to that podcast, please uh, leave us some feedback in the comments uh, on the Star Cloud channel. And uh, see you next week, Eric, for a new episode. See you next week.